First of all, man, we appreciate you, bro. You know, man, we've seen these big moves you've been making. Big time. Um, Stop that, Since bro. the last time we didn't talk to you. But, uh, man, we appreciate you back on the show, man. You're a repeat of the fender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know family what I'm now, friends yeah. of the program. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Now, been family. We definitely had to get you back on this month. But last time we asked you who was the first person that bust your ass, this mm-hmm. time we're going to ask you, who's the first person asked you bust when you got to the league? Ooh. Do you remember that is the question. Remember that first big game that you were swerving and who it was against? It wasn't like the first big game, but I remember the first big moment mm-hmm. for me. And that was when I did the double behind the back on Aaron McKee. Oh, Aaron AI McKee. was in the game. And there's footage of it. I just watched it. And that was like one of the first moments where what, I was what, like. What did Chuck say to you? He just looked at me, acknowledged me. He acknowledged by looking at me. I'm like, oh man, my hero like looked at me like that's you know, all we need. That's it. So for me, that was like the first big moment where I was like, dang, I can go back to my hood. I'm like, man, how you see that? You see that move? So that was the first one. Yo, 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 we live on location. We in that ATL, shawty. We came down here for a special, special visit, man. My man, Young Maul, Jamal Crawford, our family member is in town. So we had to pull up on him and get some of his thoughts on this here season because it's spicy. He big time, so you know he pulled up with us, man. We yes, appreciate sir. the time, Young Honored Maul. Honored to be here. Honored Repeat offender, knuckleheads in the building. Yes, sir. My dogs. Presented by Sleeper. You know, we all Clippers here. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's probably, yeah, that was probably, I mean, we had, we did a little buzz. We got a nah, little something going, but like, I feel like that was the best time like in Clipper history where it was like, Doc changed the arena. It was looking like a Clippers home game, like right. all of that stuff together. And y'all was going to the actual playoffs and man, CP, Blake, you know what I'm saying? Talk about being on a team with the point guy, like, you know what I'm saying? And then Blake Griffin coming in and he, people don't really put that respect where it deserved, but I feel like he had the whole league when he first came through and he had it on smash. It was a dream come true and it's from the standpoint, like this much talent yeah, at this time in this place where we can kind of write our own history. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, we really believed we was gonna win a championship. Like mm-hmm. that was the too, single shit. focus was winning a championship. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I'm not sure we were mentally ready to win a championship. And I think our youth took a shot at us. I oh, will be back. You know what I mean? Cause our best players are young. Blake mm-hmm. and CP was young, mm-hmm. DJ's young. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like, I think honestly, we're one of the best teams to never win a championship. We had mm-hmm. so much talent. Yeah. We had like, I think we won the second most games over a five year span. Mm-hmm. behind maybe the Spurs awards, one or the other. So we was like, we gonna win a championship. We had everything. If you look at the roster, nah. bro, look at the roster, go back and look at the rosters. And then Doc, who had just won a championship in mm-hmm. 08, like we had everything. Yep. Every tool Shooters, you need. Bench, everything. everything. And it was just like, man, why couldn't we get over the hump? And, and that part's frustrating when you look back at it, but I wouldn't have traded for nothing. Like mm-hmm. everywhere I go from coaching or whatever, people always identify me with the Lob City Clippers. Yeah. Straight up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like it put my game on fully display because I was with the Knicks with you, obviously, and that's the Knicks, mm-hmm. but we wasn't winning like that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Chicago, but we ain't winning like that. Yeah. I'm in Atlanta and we're doing well, but it's not like a, a national team. Mm-hmm. So that was like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that put my full game on display. It kind of introduced my game to everybody, everybody who wasn't just a casual basketball fan. Yeah. And just the team playing with Chris Paul. Like, bro, he's so smart. He sees things in in a whole different color, like a mm-hmm. whole different thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's always thinking later on in the game. How was it for you, like, being a teammate of his for them years, and y'all was in literal battles with the Warriors. How was it for you when you saw he got traded to them and, like, is this gonna happen? This, like even now, how is it for you seeing him playing with those it's so guys? Weird. I, 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 I heard him say you couldn't have told me ten nah. years ago. You know what you could have told. I heard TP Steph say the same thing. Bro, we were the last team to put the Warriors out before they went on their championship run, and I saw the battle. I remember like Steph being the the little bro in the State Farm commercials with CP. You know what I'm saying? Like so to see them together is crazy. And I just saw him two weeks ago when I called the game. And it's just weird even seeing him in that color don't look right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just <laughs> looked weird. But going back to what you said, not to forget about Blake, Blake is probably, like, top shelf people I've ever played with or seen in person. Blake is that. 
as good as he was, that people saw he was still underrated because people didn't see how he could pass and yeah. how he can control a game and how he could do everything on the court. And like he, to me, he's a future Hall of Famer because Blake can literally, man, bro, he's jumping over cars, bro. Uh, <laughs> and that wasn't even his best nuts. attribute. Like the way he played, yeah. he, when we played the Spurs, which was the toughest series I ever played in, he was far and away with the best player in the series. It wasn't even close. Yeah. And to me, that's when he put the world on display of his whole game. Like Blake was ridiculous. Last time we talked to you, it was around the bubble. Yeah. Around the bubble yeah, time. Dang, it's been four yeah. years. That's <laughs> crazy. Do better, people. That's this crazy. Is a friend of the program. Yeah, it shouldn't be like this that. We can't let another be a four years go by. Time check in. He got to get on KD's level. KD been on with us. I like, know. Like man, a lot of times. So it was, it was the bubble, and you know how the how the world changed them two right. years and all that. What did the bubble and and that time? do for you after that? Like, what did you come off of that and learn? Because you was trying to get back in basketball still, and you was trying to move around. But after that happened, what was the move for you? What was your thought process of what to do? I think it put everything in perspective and just the world of not knowing, like, mm -hmm. what was next? We didn't know anything. Like, yeah. you couldn't even really be by anybody that wasn't your family. So Crazy. it was just like a whole time. And then my focus kind of shifted from, chasing my dream of hooping to like, damn, how's the world going? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was a different feel. And so I still wanted to hoop, but it wasn't like the end all be all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was almost gratifying to be honest with you. Like I thought I was gonna play that year with the Nets the next year, cause we yeah. had talked about it. We had a program, everything, but it's almost gratifying. Like, even though I got hurt in the bubble when I left, I kind of looked like I was when I was there the last time and I hadn't played in 16 months. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I still show I could hoop at 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was almost like gratifying in that way. And getting a chance, I could have left because I got hurt. And anybody else was like, I'm going back to my family. I'm like, nah, I showed, you know. You want to be around and be yeah, there, and show be, your commitment. Show dedication to these young dudes yeah. who are trying to guide their way, the Karis Leverts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and those guys of the world. To show them, you know what, just because I'm not hooping, I'm still here with y'all. And they yeah. need a leadership and guidance because a yeah. lot of the best didn't go. The last game you played in officially, you scored how many points? For Phoenix? Or yeah. for the Nets? Phoenix. It was Phoenix, right? Phoenix. We hit 50. Yeah, yeah, 51, five assists off the bench. Mm -hmm. That's his last game he, he played. In an arena, in a real, like, arena. Yeah. yeah. Cap, before you continue, you ever hit 50 in the league? No. He hit 47. I ain't 47. Hit 50 in the league. Whatever. This man, last game. How old was you, 40? 39. 50. Damn. It, it was crazy, though. <laughs> Come on, dog. That's a walking bucket, dog. It was crazy. It was crazy because... Ah, just to be able to say that is a swag. That is crazy, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a swag. Like, my, my last game that I ever played in, I ain't scored no double figures. I had 11 rebounds, threw right. up on the court. <laughs> that was yeah. a playoff game against... I hadn't played the, the whole season, either. I was gone, but, like, that's the last game. Man, I think my last game... I might... 50 is nuts. I don't even know if I played or <laughs> no. I was a myth. I can't even remember that. I gotta look that up to see. Like, we know you ain't top Kobe because Kobe, Kobe shit was 60. legendary. Nah, know? it's second. That's for sure. second. Yeah, oh, you already second. know. Like, <laughs> I got an idea. I got an idea. <laughs> nah, it was, it was yeah. It was crazy because my highest scoring month in my career, Clipper days, Bulls days, Knicks days, was that month. That month, I averaged thirty-one points and six assists that month. It was yeah. a short month. And we won half the games, and it yeah. was, I was 39. Yeah. So it was crazy because I honestly, looking back and being reflective, I honestly feel like God was like, you know what? You were so good to the game. You never cheated the game. This is going to be your outro. This is going to be your exit. This is going to be the best way I could send you out. Do you hate when teams make the decision for players instead of the players making the decision for themselves of how long they want to play or what's the extension of what they want to play? It's almost like ageism. In a way, right? And, yeah. and it's crazy because, and Q pointed this out before I even really thought about it, I think last time we was on, and he was like, most people that come into the game leave a totally different player. Mm -hmm. If you came in windmill and dunking, you're not really leaving like that. LeBron's yeah, that's your short. Vince. Yeah, Vince or LeBron, right? Yeah. And I actually played the exact same way the whole time. The whole and time. so what I thought about, and like I said, I've had time now, is you're not supposed to be able to do those things on your last day as you was your first day. That even messes with fans because fans want to see that. Yeah. So if they want to see it and you have a young player you want to develop, it's like, well, how am I going to play him and let him grow and let him get these next 5, 10, 15 years if you're still here in a way kind of getting in the way of that? Mm -hmm. And so it, it becomes a distraction at times too. That's why his nickname is 
Young Maul. Because <laughs> right now he still looked the same way. You saw when he walked in and you said what you said, like he's and he still when we see him go to the gym, it's still the same thing. That's why I've been calling you Young Maul for how long? Twenty years. Right? Like, <laughs> literally. Like, literally. Young Maul, like when for I see him when he come in, like same thing. Let me ask you this. How is the handles right now today? Oh. How, how the handles feel? Do they feel like they Ain't Gilly about to beat. find out. Yeah, Gilly gonna Gilly find out if he stopped ducking me. He stopped ducking me. He stopped ducking me. How you gonna call me out and then leave? Like, what you <laughs> That's at? what he did. He, he got left. missing. He, been, he, he was trolling. He been missing. Hey, you see, it's been quiet. I was like, all right, let's do it. Mm. We gotta put an APB out on Gilly. Uh, I, think, I, think, I, will, I think Gilly don't really know how, like, how really tall you is and how... Mom, I don't, really th- I don't six, think they, six, yeah, man. I don't think they <laughs> understand when you really <laughs> nah, walk up level. on the NBA player and be like, oh, I thought he was a small guy. Yeah, I thought like, he was short. Nah. <laughs> like, nah, like for real. And nah, so how did all this start? Did he like? Why did he just try? It goes and, like, back, low key. Pull your though. name out of the head. Like, well, what make him think you sweet like that? It goes back, low key, because a couple of IG lies. He was talking about basketball. And he thought Joe Johnson kind of slick, and he said, "Yeah, Crawford." And he kept going with it, and I'm like, okay, I don't know if he's talking about me or not. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it's cool. And then when he was on with Cam and Mason and them, he was like, yeah, Jamal Crawford. And he called me out like loudly. And I'm like, whoa. And so I hit Cam. Or Cam hit me and then and then uh, call Gilly. And he's like, I got Jamal on the phone. He was like, hello, Jamal. Like he was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's up? I said, I heard you was looking for me. And he was like, not really. But I said, well, no, we can do it. It's all good. And then we got on a group chat, and then it's been quiet since. And that's the, y'all family something. So once you pulled up, yeah, once I said all right, he, he yeah. slid to the side. He probably didn't think my old car was gonna really respond and be like, really, ready. He didn't for that. think I really respond. He don't know you really a gym rat, and you a ball against him. You balling anyway. I was in the anybody. gym when I heard. Like I'm mm. all the way with it. Like <laughs> however you want to do it, because I don't bother nobody. I don't yeah. say nothing. I'm quiet. I don't say nothing to nobody. But no, nah, that. Mono Imano one on one. Me and listen, you. That's like, the last thing yeah, you want. Nah. Really. I w- I would challenge him. In a five on five, or three that's or a better, anything. that's like a better option. One on one, your Philly crew versus the, my Seattle crew, whatever. That's a better, like, yeah, it, that's it's not a chance. You get no breaks. It's just you and him. If y'all play make him take him, I'm gonna bet you ain't getting the ball. You ain't score unless I want you. <laughs> to. Like unless he give you first ball, yeah. you ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> I done seen what he could do. You done seen what he could. Do. Type in his name and watch his ISOs in the NBA game. This is under coaching. When they don't want to do certain shit. Well, you, you weren't supposed to do this. In the gym one-on-one with him? Nah. Man. Well, I'm my own coach. Nah. Right? Like, nah, that's not it. Man, sometimes a lot of retired players, after they kind of put their ball down, they don't really yeah. touch their ball no more. Like, I, I can remember it was a year or it would be six months before I run across where I'm actually getting some, some shots up. How many times you touch the ball every week or every month to keep it going, to keep the feel of it? Because you got to have that feel. It's, nah, it's, I ain't touched it, it that so goes long. First. I the feel goes first, like, right? I ain't yeah. felt it. <laughs> so for me, it was to give myself a mental break where I wasn't like sad or depressed because I wasn't hooping. I went from every day to like three days a week. Now I'm three days a week, and it's good. Like mm-hmm. I'm at peace with it. But like I told you before we start airing, if you told me I could talk a game seven, I could play in a game seven, I can coach my kids, I'm coaching my kids every time. And I'm happy with that. Like it's a whole different win because I'm seeing, I'm relearning things by coaching it to them. Like things, thoughts I haven't had in 20 something years, I'm, I'm relearning because I'm teaching them. Tell the people out there, like for the people, because a lot of people don't understand this. I say it all the time, me and D talk about it. As pro athletes, right? Mm-hmm. We the only profession, if you think about, like, you know, you got lawyers, judges, doctors and stuff. Once they make it and they get that PhD behind their name, they a doctor for life. For they life. getting paid. Yeah. yeah, Bro, we the only profession that you make it to the pinnacle. You played 20 years, and then you got to reinvent yourself and go pro all over again. And then they don't want you to bring your credentials that you had from here with you. And they tell you, like, you got to humble yourself. Right, you got to right, come right. walk through the door like you ready to work, like you not trying to be that big NBA player that you were and all this. Talk about how hard it is to figure out what's next. And then not even just, even when you figure out what's next, like you still can hoop. You like, right. I can't hoop, fuck. Like right. why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like talk about how that struggle with we all deal with it. It just, it happens in different ways. Like we always say, everybody can't get that D-Wade farewell tour where they, you know, you get right. you get praised. They were, a lot of us just get told, or don't even get told shit. A lot of us don't, don't even know. You yeah, don't you don't even get a call. You just figure yeah. it out like, well. I that's, guess that's, that's it. That, yeah. guess. You know what I'm saying? So just talk about that. It was crazy, and going back to what you said, like, you can kind of be like, I'm slowing down, or this is happening, or you can kind of feel it. We're realistic with each other and realistic with ourselves. 
Mine's was a 51-point game. And take away the basketball part, before that, I won teammate of the year in the whole league. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you're trying to win. You're just trying to do right by people and, mm-hmm. and want the best for them like you want for yourself. That's more of your character. Mm-hmm. And I was more proud about that than any of the six mans. It's like you're not yeah. trying to win that award. Yeah. Like, you're trying to hope your teammate gets the, you know, the best out of himself. So, and you want the best for him. So you can't question my character. You can't question my game. And you still are like kind of, we ain't touching him. Like, out of all people, for real. Mm-hmm. And, and that is depressed days. It's days you're like, what's next? Because you can have it all together. I talked to Grant Hill about this a while ago when he retired. He was like, you can have it all together. You know, Grant's owner. He's this, he's mm-hmm. that. USA Basketball, he's like, but there's no feeling like playing that game. And so you search for that, right? Or you, and sometimes we turn to bad things. Sometimes we just try to find ourselves. And I found it through kids. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because I've been doing camps. I've been mentored to so many people for so long. But it's different when you're helping somebody start their journey and start their, like, basketball life at 10, 11 years old. Yeah. It's like you become reborn. It's like you become young again mm-hmm. through them, which is really, really dope. And so for me, I'm blessed that I found that because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had options. The same teams that didn't want to sign me wanted me on their staff to coach. Yeah. The same teams that didn't want to sign me wanted me in their front office. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, you want me to I'm cool enough to, to for you to get my advice from, but you don't want me playing for you. Playing on court. I cool. think eventually, like, the role that UD has in, in Miami, I think that should be a permanent role for every team. Do you know how much better the league would be if that was there? Because it's league-wide. A lot of the OG, not even OG, but, like, I guess you could say vets, they be 24 now. So it's You really, come in as a 19, 20-year-old yeah. rookie, the dude you looking up to, 26. Maybe 25, 26, and he really ain't even got it figured out yet himself. Bro, the vets that I had changed my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charles Oakley. Straight up. Rick Brunson, Kendall Gill. Like, no, being on time is being an hour and a half early. Straight up. Shout You're not out eating Kendall McDonald's Gill. before games. You're wearing two pair of socks for training camp, so your feet don't. Like, little things, mm-hmm. but they stick with you. And that was the foundation for my career. There's no way I could have made it. Even past we were signing four-year deals at the time, past that without the vets. And it's needed right now. You can see it throughout the league. Mm. Who was the vet Memphis? There wasn't a vet Memphis when, when that was That same situation, 25-year-old. No, now, but I'm saying when Ja went through a situation. I'm not saying he could have stopped a situation like that, but he could have seen it coming and kind of like, yo, yo, slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just make him think a little bit. The respect is gone. Like, you you can have a vet, but then you got to have the guys to respect him in a a certain way. And if there's only one, he's, man, he's outnumbered. There's 14 of us acting acting a fool, doing what we want to do. It's him by himself. There should be like three vets on every team. Let me ask you this. I feel like I can't coach because I don't have the patience mm-hmm. for coach. And not only do I, I feel like I don't have the patience, I got to coach at a certain level. Like right. I can't, I don't think I can start off with the fundamentals how some coaches can. You know, the younger they is, the, the more more patience you right. have to have. Where you find that patience to deal with the kids, the kids who don't know the fundamentals, some of the kids who didn't grow up in a basketball circuit and just started playing basketball. Like, where you you find the patience to be a coach? I think I've always had patience, but I think within my patience has definitely opened up and grown because when I'm teaching them something, it's like I see their face and I see their eyes. I'm like, wow. What they just learned right there, they don't know it, but it's going to stick with them forever. They'll remember that moment forever mm-hmm. and the joy within that and seeing the like the, the curiosity they have and seeing where they're going to take it. Oh, that did that? Okay, well, what's next? And it's like it's continuing to grow and evolve and you can see their mind physically opening it up. Yeah. And to me, that's one of the coolest things because you know that you left the imprint on that kid. Yeah. And there's so many of them, right? And I treat them all like my son, even though I'm the one coaching them. Speaking on that, right, you saying like how you getting to see that in different things, like you coaching your own son, JJ. Right. And y'all don't know, go Google him. Young boy got game. I don't want him to get he no decent. big head or he nothing. Young boy he nice out there. He's he a young fella. Like, tell me. How is that to sit and watch, like, yo, mini-me? Like, I'm seeing YouTube, so I know you see way, you see everything. Like, right. the flashes, this, like, how does that feel when you watch him just hooping how he hooping? How does that feel to see your own son going like that? And it's, he young still. Yeah, it's surreal, to be honest with you. I was in the gym with him, and D-Book was coming to Seattle. He's coming to Pro-Am to support. And D-Book FaceTimed me, and I missed it because I was in the gym. And I saw, I'm like, hold up. 
Book just FaceTimed me. So JJ came in the camera, of course. He's a, he's a fan. Right. So I FaceTime him back, and he's like, Book's like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm in the gym. He's like, I'm going to be there later on in the day. I want to get in the gym with a little bro. And I'm not one that will ever, like, ask for my son to work out with a pro. Mm -hmm. I would ask, could he come watch you work out, just so he right. could be a fly on the wall and see it. And that was one of the most proud moments when I would, was just a dad, and they worked out. And I'm just watching and JJ, obviously, Book is one of the best in the world, but JJ is actually keeping up with the actual drills. Right. And even Book is surprised. And mm -hmm. they're just doing whatever Book wants to do. He brought his trainer. And just as a dad, I'm like, wow. Like, and since that day, his whole, JJ's whole mindset has changed. Like, because when I'm coaching him, I'm not a guy who played 20 years. I'm his dad. So mm -hmm. for him, it's like, yeah, whatever. You, whatever. You know, I mean? you listen to me, but it's a different feeling when one of your favorite players is saying the same thing. It resonates different. Mm -hmm. His different. Yeah. And so to see his mind open up to that and see how his work and his mind has changed. He's like, he wants it now and what it takes to get it. You just were showing me before we got on how you built the court in the crib, dope-ass court in the crib. <laughs> but like like you said the other day, he was just sitting in the in the gym. Yeah. Like he just want to be in there, like working out, getting his game on. But even when he ain't working, he just want to sit there and be in there. Like how did that make you feel to know that like my son really like me, he a gym rat like I was, Bro. like I am. The gym came because he had like a little court in his room. And I'm going to show you the video after this. He had a little court in his room, and he's in there playing. There's no rim. So he in there like nutso. <laughs> he in there going one-on-one -on -one by himself with no rim. Mm -hmm. oh, I said, man. wow, he really loves it, loves it. Like, uh, you, you, know, you know, you a real hooping when you got the imaginary ball yeah, on you That's how we grew up. Time. Socks we grew with the hanger, all that. Ball, like we that's where, down that's where all the moves came from. You <laughs> yeah. see somebody, you see Iris, and like, how can I remix that? And the imagination yeah. just takes over. But he's doing it himself. And so for me, I'm like, okay, we're building a court. Yeah. And, and that part of it is like all the young players, that, he told me about John Morant. He told me about the Thompson Twins. Like, he's telling me about all these kids. He's checking everything out. Bro, he's, he's a sponge, and mm -hmm. he loves the game, and he wants to get better. And now you see him becoming, because he's a nice kid, and he's light-skinned, so you know you're going to get tested. Mm -hmm. But you see him like, nah, I'm here. And his game has always been there. Mm -hmm. But now he's like, nah, I'm here. No matter if I'm younger or not, I want it. And it's dope to see. And I'm blessed in that way because I know how much I love the game. And so our connection is on so much of a deeper level because of that. Right now, you you know, like, he big time, y'all. No, he had no, Turner, no, you know no, what I'm saying? You, no. didn't, you didn't figure things out. Maul got mail bags oh, and stuff. He goodness. hollering at the fans. He holding down NBA TV. Sometimes he be on the big show on TNT. He always the one they call for, one of the guys missing first up, shawty. How do it feel, man? You be chilling with the legendary Ernie, now Hall of Fame Hall Ernie of fame, Johnson. Ernie. Shaq, Chuck, Kenny, like how that feel be? And you know the whole bullpen. Yeah. Zeke be up in there. Everybody, Smitty, Smitty everybody. Uh, Greg, and all the guys, 3D. Grand Hill, you know, yeah. Grand Hill, all the guys. Like how that feel to be like, you know, for coming from a place where you try and figure shit out, then you know what I'm saying? Me and you do Hooper vision, but then it's, phone it, start blowing up. You it's not even real. Out there. It's, not, it's not even real for real because this wasn't the goal. I never wanted to do media. Mm -hmm. And not because I was, had something against it. I just, that wasn't my focus. I thought I'd be a GM. I love, I'll go to LA Fitness and put teams together just to balance it out. <laughs> I thought that's what I'd be doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I got offers to coach and then I got offers for that. But I, I was already entrenched with the kids. So I wasn't leaving that. Yeah. I wasn't leaving home. I'm like, why coach these grown men who already made it? I'm trying to help these kids make it. Yeah. It'll mean more. And so, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing none of this. And I'm not just saying it because I tell everybody this. this. Every time. This is yeah. the truth. Like, I remember where I was when you called me. I was picking up the kids, and I was in the garage line. I'm like, I may lose service, you know, but he's like, no, Mo, I got something for you. I think you'll be dope at it. I think, and other people had tried to get me on TV, and I was like, nah. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. J.J. Reddick, when I knew he was leaving the ringer, he's like, Mo, let's do a podcast. I'm like, man, I'm not even in that space mentally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, And so, but Q got me in the space, and Q was like, Mo, you're going to be good at it. Yeah. And how he brought me in the space was perfect. It wasn't no pressure. Like, yeah. I could do it from home. We could talk the game. And what Q taught me was this. We were actually carrying the game. And I didn't even know what that meant. He's like, Mom, we're actually carrying the game. Like, you know, Mark or, or Jeff or, or mm -hmm. you know, my brain would do. We're not just doing a halftime post. I'm like, what are you talking about? But yeah. I, now going back, I'm like, whoa. That was like the best training method. For now, in a different way, kids, when they play basketball, they try to reclass. They try mm -hmm. to play young kids. When we grew up, we played older people. Right. Mm -hmm. The method he had me in was like us playing older people because mm -hmm. it was the hardest, the hardest thing, you could thing do. we could do. Yeah. So and me we, coming to the game. Neither one of us knew what we was doing. Right, mm -hmm. at all. But we figured it out. 
We figured out a plan. Remember, we wrote up the plan and everything. Like, listen, yeah. they had to, I, listen, you remember True I told story. you, they had to go ahead. I said, hey, man, we might need some executive producing. Like, we, we, we help get that joint yeah. to where, like, where we are now. Like, now we have a real a whole team. Like, now the NBA has brought in, we have a team. That's dope. And then before you know it, we had like, all right, now we got like a little situation that we know. Now we know we do like how to we run both down felt there. like after the first one, it was like, damn, what you think? Then after yeah. the second one, it was like, okay. Now the third one, we was like, now we hitting our stride. Cause our like stride. it just takes reps. Yeah. But like by the time we got through, like we was bringing through Bro. dope guests. Like my man had Q Tip, J. Cole. No, we, like, we brought in dope guests, like Q Tip. People that a lot of people couldn't get, people that people want to hear from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know how big of a sports like basketball fan they are. Like Kiss, to J. Cole, to yeah. GP, to T Mac, to yeah. Penny. We were bringing Bivens, like, like for real. Like we, like we, we had it cracking, and like. But I, it doesn't happen without. And I said that then. I'm like, yo, you the man. I'm just your co-pilot. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> Listen, this is a true story. True story. I told him from the jump. The second he agreed to it, what did I say? He said, you out of here. I say, watch what happens. He said, watch what I happens. I say, after the very first announcement, when they announced that we was doing it, yeah, I say, said, watch what happens. Say, watch what happens. Because I already knew who, you know what I'm saying? I know how he's viewed in this space. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just period in the NBA world and the space. Knowledge. One of the good guys, one of the dudes who know the game, all of this different mm-hmm. stuff. But now, he is like, not really, but he's ringing the alarm. He's sounding the alarm. Bullhorn. No, I'm in the space. Business yeah. is open. I'm here. I'm not hooping up because nobody knew whether he was still hooping or not. That's why a lot yeah. of people was like, well, they know Maul's still trying to hoop. They know some pop, some people probably literally didn't even try him because they knew he was probably, he just hit 50. He just did, he a hooper. Mm-hmm. So nothing said that. But I told him, I said, bro, you about to go crazy right yeah. now. I say, watch. I say, because everybody like you fresh out. I didn't know Turner and all, but I just knew when you walk off the court and you still cold like he was, He's still some fans' favorite hooper. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you walk off the court and you still possess that, you are articulate. You respect it. You know what I'm saying? You know what you talk. You got all these different things. You was a you was a bad motherfucker on the court. That's the biggest and baddest part. Like, you really could do this. And then you could do the other things. It's over. It's yeah, over. I told him, I say, it's it. over. I say, you gonna, I say, your phone is not going to stop ringing, bro. <laughs> so, first one came in, he was like, damn, bro, I think it's starting to happen right now. Nope. <laughs> he said it. Because I, I, did, I didn't see it. I didn't want to. This wasn't my goal, so mm-hmm. I didn't see. I didn't know nothing, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know what I didn't know either. Yeah. And he was like, "No, nah, you out of here." I'm telling you, and I'm like, I knew it. "So you being in the space." So and- thank you to this brother right yeah. here because honestly, it would not have happened. That's what's up. You being in the space now, you getting the opportunity to be with a, a Emmy winning cast. Yeah. Uh, you done been to podcasts all the way to national recognized show. What's your perspective of it, like, like of uh, the media now? You know, now that you're a part of it and you're moving and grooving into all these areas, what's, what you think about the media in a sense now? I think, to be honest with you, with you we have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's to be authentic. I think we have a responsibility to grow the game. I think we have a responsibility to tell the truth mm-hmm. without tearing somebody down. And for me and all of us, I feel like we absolutely are on that path. And I don't want to be the dude who says something that everybody talked about for five minutes and that's it. I want to be great. Yeah. And so with that, I want to be great in every facet. Like Q said, I got the mailbag. I came in as an analyst. Now I'm hosting, you know, Crawford's Couch where I have people pop on. And now I'm commentating games. So I want to be better at this than I was hooping. Yeah. Because I feel like hooping, I was an acquired taste. You know, everybody didn't like my game. It wasn't for everybody. But yeah. the ones who rock with it, rock with it. In this space, I think I can connect more people. Mm-hmm. Even the person who didn't like my game may like how I view something, or it may make sense to them something they didn't understand. So for me, we have a responsibility, but I also think if you're authentic, I think being good at something lasts longer than being hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. The biggest thing you said there to me was like, as former hoopers, as former players who really was in the league and we part of that fraternity, we, like D said, I think, you know, we got to a point to where we even acknowledged and seen. We didn't see it at first, because you, you don't know when you first doing something, but like, we have a responsibility. For sure. Like, not just to be here, but like you said, to be able to be here in this space and not tear our brothers down. That's the real responsibility. That's, a, that's to, be able to Be able to sit here and we could talk A to Z, whatever NBA player you want to talk about, and we can be constructive and be helpful as far as like, 
it's criticism, it's pointing things out, but we're not about to be out here tearing each other down no. and just talking shit and dogging each other. Just like, to be, that's not what to we're be here for. The that's moment, not to what be it's, because no. it's going to be a clippable moment. Right. We don't do that with our guests. We don't do that with our comments when we're talking about the dudes either. Even when it's situations that's real easy to go at right. like that. We all been there. Right. So why the fuck would we do somebody else like that when we was in that position and we was waiting to see who was going to say some shit because so, we want to say something back to him? We not about to do that. Because I've seen now on this side, I've seen when that camera's on, people turn to somebody else. Thank you. That camera's like, the seat makes them hot. Where they're like, nah, I got to say something crazy. <laughs> nah, you don't. Just be, you know what I'm saying? Like, get motherfuckers nah, in trouble uh, sometimes. That's not ever going to move me. That's never going to you know, persuade me to do something I'm not supposed to do. I'm always be honest, I'm always be fair, and I'm always be objective yeah. and always be real. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still get a point across without belittling somebody. Tell me this, right? Cause I had these type of moments too. Like when you first got up the turner and you started to be there regularly, like when you first did the big show with uh -huh. fucking, you sitting the opposite Shaq, Ernie, right. Chuck, all Chuck, of them. All them. Like, yeah. How was that for you? Like, I know I, we all do it. Like what type of nervous moments did oh you have? Oh my God. And then talk about how like it instantly melts away because they just super cool and make it super easy for you. My first moment was, my first time on Turner was when I filled in for Chuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and watch, Kenny act like he dropped a pin. To beat you to the board. <laughs> I was so I nervous before, I bro, I was so nervous before the moment with the show. The I'm like, oh, let me get it for you. And that was a real moment. Yeah. But when that happened, to your point, Q, everything went away. I'm like, oh, we just chilling. Okay, yeah. it's just a camera there, but we just chilling. We at the yeah. barbershop. And yeah. so when I went in with that mindset, it was like, oh, we just chilling. So the rest was easy because then your personality comes out. Then you're really just up there talking. Your knowledge come out. Yeah, 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 all that. Like you really just, the game's the most important thing. I tell people all the time, like when he was doing it, cause he had some decisions to make about yeah. it. And he hit yeah. me and I told him, I had been at trying to say, yo. Yeah, that's my mentor. We were the same age, that's my mentor. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> I told, I say, I, you know, not hating on any other networks or none of that stuff. I say, bro, we all, love to be able to be around the rest of us and be part of the yeah. group and just talk, talk shop, just, just mm -hmm. kick the shit and just kick it. And like, for me, that was the best part of being at Turner. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to the little bullpen before everybody go to the different shows and stuff and do this, and this is when it was probably at its most crowded. It'd be deep in there, bro. Like, and that's what I knew. Like when he was asked, I'm like, bro, we talking about whatever going on, the storylines, the games, whatever, and it's like, dog. Like, this is the dopest shit ever. Like, Charles right there, like, GP might have just came through. Like, oh, Anybody damn, nigga Isaiah. Through. Like, oh, shit. Then sometimes players be coming through that's there, like, in the league now. It's just like, you a hooper, bro. This is just a dope situation. You know what I'm saying? It's dope. It's dope. It's one, and it's one of a kind. Like, last night, Vince was there. And he was like, that's man, this is just different, bro. This is different. Like, the whole vibe. We in there playing music. We DJing. We just like, it's just dope. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? It's like we in the locker room. They cater to the player. Yeah, it's dope. Hey, tell me this, like, first of all, he like the unofficial mayor of Seattle, you know what I'm saying? So with the crossover league, tell me how did it get to like, you said, you know, book came through. How did it get to like now, you a destination in the summer. You done had from the Chet Holmgrens to the Paolos to like, you had LeBron, LeBron and Jay Tatum right. come through, bro. Right. Like, it don't day. like, just LeBron, period. You period. don't get no bigger than that. Like, what are you doing when you get word like, oh, it's going down? Because I know you like me. You more hyped than the fans. Oh, it's going to be there. You Come like, on, it's bro. about to be it's on. And you, hype, you excited for the city, for your, you know, for them to get the experience. Yeah. Like, how are you when you get these calls and these texts saying, man, this is about to happen? And then how do you put it out there to, for the people to know? Because I've seen how the gym be when it's like, you got lines, you got all type for of blocks, stuff going bro. on. It's crazy because we grew it. I took over in 2005, and it was Doug Christie's at the time. And he was like, I'm getting further in the league. I want to, you know, you got it. I know you're going to do right by it. You played in it. You actually care about it. You're going to be here to support it. And so for the first, we went from gym to gym. So it was hard. To, and this wasn't social media, so it was hard to keep, like, a following. Right. One weekend we're here. One weekend we're here. It wasn't like a, a home. Then we went to high school, my high school, and we kind of started getting more people. We went to a community center, got more people. I'm like, okay, we got to go to college. And when we went there, the first summer it was Blake Griffin, John Wall, and KD. Mm -hmm. And KD was either fresh off of MVP, and it was his first time back in Seattle since the Sonics had left. Mm -hmm. And that's what really just made it explode. That's what took it to like worldwide level. 
And I remember talking to Kev at the time, and he was like, man, this was the best day I had all summer. Mm-hmm. I needed a, a day like this. And so when he came out, let me tell you a story about that, a backstory. Kev, we get him out safe. The mayor couldn't even get in, by the way. The official mayor could not get in the gym. Because you the mayor. I no, just no, no. said who the mayor is. The official is. mayor could not get in the gym. Because you the mayor. We get Katie out safely. Katie safely. stops his car. Yeah, because it was pandemonium. <laughs> he stops his car and signs the autograph in the middle of the street for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. We're all the fans could touch him, take a picture with him. We just sitting there. And it was crazy to see that. And it just grew from there. Now video games want to be a part. Body Armor wants to be a part. You know, Adidas at the time wanted to be a part. And you have all these things happening. And I always say, like, best promotion is it selling itself. So mm-hmm. it was doing so well. And people like, man, we got to get up there. So most of the people that came, they hit me to come. It wasn't me saying, yo, would you come up here? It was them. Mm-hmm. And so the LeBron situation, though. When he confirmed, I told the team, it's only five of us, myself, Vess, Dave, AK, and uh, my nephew, Anthony. And I said, once we hit this button, nothing's going to be the same. So just remember this moment right now before we hit this button Mm -hmm. and when he's coming. And when we did it, there was people out there. We hit the button at 3.30, I think, Mm -hmm. West Coast time. There was people outside in the line at 4 o'clock. The game wasn't until 4 o'clock the next day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so like, out. it like, was. Nah, they had video of this shit. It was, it was unbelievable. It was like the blackout game. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. It couldn't finish. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. And you had nine NBA players in one game, mm-hmm. with, including the biggest Big in the world. world. Yeah. Right? It was like nothing else. I ask you this. Who's your top five Seattle hoopers ever? Who's Starting the, five out of Seattle. I ain't putting myself in this. I'm in, I'm in, I'm getting a spot right there. I'm saying Brandon Roy, Jason Terry, Doug Christie. I'm saying Isaiah because Seattle Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say Nate. I love Nate. 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 So that's I'm saying Nate. That's my five. Okay. Yeah, that's my five. But then you got Zach. DeJounte, Paolo, they're about yeah. to take it all another level. New generation. So go, yeah, the new generation is going to take it a whole another level. Speaking of Isaiah, you have been through something similar to what he's going to now. Like, yeah. he can play. I, I think he's proven that he can play. He looks great right now. But I just hooped with him another day. The reason that he's not in the NBA and the perseverance he got to go to to get up every morning at home and continue to make sure he's ready just in case a phone call is getting made, but just speak up on Isaiah, the type of person he is, and and what he's going through to even have that dream to still want to get back in the NBA. He's an unbelievable person. He's about his community. He's about uplifting people. He is going through exactly what I went through. Mm-hmm. Like literally waking up every single day, working out at five in the morning, not knowing if that call's coming or not, but you're blindly working out in case it does come. Mm-hmm. If his name wasn't Isaiah Thomas, he would be in the NBA. And what I mean by that is this. Mm. He has his own following. So wherever he goes, it's going to be some sort of distraction pressure, because people want him yeah, to play. They want for him to play. play. You can't just bring, you can't just bring him in. Sit him. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. fans know, like, no, he should be playing. We're paying harder money to be here. We want to see him. Mm-hmm. And people are like, no, we want him to be the vet to mentor. And he's wanting to do that too, but the people want to see him. And when the people speak, you know how that goes. So if his name wasn't that, if it was John Smith with the same talent, the same character, whatever, without the same resume, he would be in the NBA for sure. So you know we are Orlando boys. We live in yeah. Orlando. And, Paolo. Uh, that young Orlando team yeah. has been real exciting this year. Yeah, I see what's year. going on. And, and you know, one of them guys is from <laughs> Seattle that's leading the charge. Uh, he's a top 50 player, you know, by ESPN. He's a dude. To see <laughs> him transition to his second year, you know, I see a lot more maturity for from sure. first year to second year. I feel like it was more proven the first year. I feel like this second year he kind of sinking into his himself. He, he knows who he that really, like, who he really I don't have is. to get all the points right. or do all this. I right. can just do the little things that might not even come up on the stat sheet to win the games. They went on a, a winning streak. So uh, what do you see out of him this year that you you seen the growth from? Exactly what you said, the little things. And I yeah. think the experience of USA basketball oh, yeah. helped tremendously because he couldn't be the focus. He couldn't be the main dude on that team. So you had to have like a little thing impact mm-hmm. where you do all the little things to have a big impact. And that's what I told him. I talked to him this summer when he was there. And obviously he wasn't the main scorer, but it was like, yo, the little things you're doing now are going to help make you a better all-around player. Because yeah. when you get back with your team, you're going to be the main dude 
but you're going to have these habits of doing little things that help you win. And he's leading. And I don't even know if he's averaging what he averaged last year. He may be close, but the all-around play is I was stellar. about to say, it does, yeah. it, I can't tell the you what he averaged, but making. it don't matter. It's just the way, like you said, the way he's playing, the way he stepped up his game. And also the other part is like his continuity with Franz because yeah. Franz is the other dude on the team. Those are the and two. he plays right way too. They mm-hmm. play, they, yes. That's what makes – that's what I love about them. I watch every game and they play the right way. It's no selfishness. It's no my turn. I'm the man. And they say it. It's not like they just play like that. I watch. I do the post game. I, I yeah, watch them do. doing the interview. And pa- I've seen Paolo say out of his mouth, "We don't care who scores what." I'm talking about as a team. And they're truly. We playing all like, like that. each other. We all are happy for each other. We supporting each other. And you see that. I watch Mo Wagner score, lead the team and score, and get 27, and everybody going crazy. Whether it's him, whether it's Cole Anthony, whether it's Anthony Black getting 27, 28, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. They all just go out and play. Mm-hmm. We know what type of teams do when they got a group of guys that's playing together. Then they young, bro. They got dude. Markel ain't healthy right now. Facts. Big, big Wendell ain't been playing. They doing all this without them. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about them, and I think OKC, is they brought like a college atmosphere yes. to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is rare because, you know, pros are supposed to be individual my bag, me. Mm-hmm. They brought like weed to the NBA. Fresh. It's, yes, yeah, it's yeah. fresh and it's it's a system, it's a culture. And OKC's doing the same thing. Sacramento kind of did the same thing mm-hmm. last year. These guys are even younger and they're hungry. And I gotta yeah. give a shout out to Coach Jamal Mosley because yes. he's doing Coach a damn, dope. damn shout good job. Yes, bro. He like he he's that those dudes respond to him, they listen, they resonate. And most importantly, bro, like y'all know how important it is when a team gonna play and fight for a coach. Like, we don't have games, bro, where we show up and get 30 and just we didn't have it tonight. Our nights where we don't have it, we still in the game. For sure. Because mm-hmm. how hard they play and we hang our hats on defense. And he involves everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Every, like you said, Cole, Black, Walk. It could be anybody. Yeah. Like, they – and they, they're okay with that. He yeah. don't so, – like, you'll appreciate this because, like, he don't have people scared to play their game, bro. Like, that's the one yeah. thing that I see that's, he like, a great, everybody. great trait for him. Like, I don't care who it is. Like – Get somebody new to the team. Like they, they feel like I can come in and play my game and be myself. They ain't worried about like coach about to go crazy on me. But like he giving them dudes the confidence to go out there and just ball. Ain't nobody looking scared or nothing. Like they, you know what that is when you got that coach is like, don't do this or you do like. It can mess with your whole. Mess that's with the, your game. That's the best like, defense you can see at times. For real. When the coaches, because I always say you're as good or as bad as the coach wants you to be. Yeah. And he's he, to Q's point, he's given that freedom, but also responsibility. Like. Yeah, you're balling, but you're balling within the framework of everybody balling. Mm-hmm. And we're all winning because of it. And they enjoy playing together. It's like a college team in the NBA. I yeah. love it, bro. I didn't I didn't make the playoffs or get the opportunity to play in the playoffs because I always played yeah. with a team that it took me forever. That too. was rebuilding. I know right. for you it took you eleven years, years. Yeah, ten or eleven years. Ten, eleven years to play off. This new in season tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel about the in season tournament? Guys like us that, you know, was on teams early on in our career, you get the opportunity to be in something and play for something early in the season. What do you think about the in-season tournament? What do you think about the success? And tell us just overall your whole perspective of it. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with y'all. Like, I didn't know what to expect because I'm mm-hmm. like, this is different. And we don't always like different, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was like, it made everybody play hard. Mm-hmm. And that's what the guys who played yep. before, we want them to compete. We only had one blowout game out of all the NCAA All them games. Game. And like, In the Final Four. Thanks, New Orleans. <laughs> and then you want them to compete and play hard. And they're doing that. And the young fellas, is, you know how it is. We always going to show love to young fellas mm-hmm. if we can. We know what they go through to be the league and they're not making the same money. We're going to look out for them. You took care of Nate. You took care of so many people. I've seen it visually. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like that part of it, but the fact that they're competing. Only thing I would add to it is somehow the winner gets the automatic playoff spot. I think that I've seen that being floated, and I'm 100% that's the only with thing that. I would that add. Be, that should definitely be a situation. Even like, the person that makes the – they may not get a, a, the same seed, but they should get there too. So it makes it even more competitive. So the teams that get in the championships should yes. get an automatic playoff spot. Yes. I don't know about a team that lose, but for sure they the still team got there, though. That's true, but I'm just saying, I don't know. I think that's, it should be both because it's east and west It's coast. east and west. That's what I'm saying. So I don't care. You're going to give one West Coast team a spot in the playoffs? And yeah, I'm not, not the other side. I'm not teaching my kids to just get a participation. You lost. 
But you can also learn them lesson when you lose. That's yeah, a lesson. Yeah, you too. learn, come back and win, and you will get your automatic B next year, motherfucker. Yeah. Why would you talking about? All right, I ain't Reed against that, but at least one of them should get the but don't, winner with, with should don't, get one. Because I was thinking about other realms of that too. Like outside of five hundred thousand, it should be some more that you get out of that. Along but, with the game. But with that, do that kind of go against the play-in? You know what I'm saying? You're already adding two more teams to the play-in, to play-in, uh, yeah. to get in the playoffs. So if somebody right. win the in-season tournament, what about the play-in when you when you get to the playoffs? They play got way smarter people than us. To yeah, they're going to figure it out. That's <laughs> <laughs> making my they brain hurt yeah. thinking about it right they now. They're going to figure <laughs> it out, for sure. For sure they're going to figure it out. But, I was uh, trying to think about it real quick. I said, no, nah, I ain't got that one. His brain start hurting. Yeah, like I was, I was telling Q, and I'm not saying that this is validating the end season tournament, but I'm, I'm happy LeBron is the MVP. I'm happy the Lakers won it. A veteran team, a, a team that wins all the time. Would and you a put guy a banner like up LeBron if you won that? that has Let all me ask the, you that. If you would you put a banner up if you won that? It, I yeah. saw the listen in the arena. Time yeah, out. Not, not time a, out. Because I, I know what he's referring to. The, I know where this is. This question is coming from a specific place. He saw the video that was going around with, with Kobe. Kobe. Yep. Kobe said it. He was speaking on the Lakers as an organization. And he told he would, I don't know what they asked him, but he was emphatic about it. He was like, yo, that ain't what we do here. I don't care if you, you ain't gotta like it, you ain't gotta do this, but like we don't put conference championship banners up. We don't put divisional champ. This is the city of champions. Only NBA championship titles going up there. Now, you have to keep it in context because this type of situation didn't exist. This is still a championship, so that's why I say it I th- should be allowed. I, th- I think I don't, I don't know. Because it's the first of its kind, and I think it's going to continue to stay here. And it's, it is an actual championship. It's not Hold like on. a conference. It's a it's a league-wide championship. I don't know if you should put a big banner up like, you put like a, small a championship banner. banner. But I feel like it should be acknowledged in your arena that I'm you with won that. the end season you can acknowledge like it, I said, I don't you don't think gotta, it should be the same banner. There's got to be a big-time banner up where the retired jerseys and all right. that, but... Somewhere in the arena, you show that uh, the 2023 in-season champion is the Lakers. So let me just say this, right? I'm with that. To me, that's subjective. Like, like, I feel like the Lakers could feel like that. But had the Pacers won, why wouldn't they want a motherfucker? And that's what I was going to say, too. Like, the history of the team. Like, the Lakers and the Celtics got a little different thing going on. Like, eh, we don't want to put that up there and mess up our world. They got 20 of, like, 18 of each. Like, but for a team... That ain't did nothing or right. won nothing. Like if the Clippers, they gonna put that up. If the Clippers won, they put that. Bro, up. we better put it up. Yeah. Fuck you, mean. We in ain't Seattle, got nothing. In Seattle, we won. Rainer Beach has won a bunch of championships. We had a bunch of players. We've never once put up a city championship banner. Yeah, it's only the state championships. So you could say that's the Lakers' kind of motto. But to your point, it should be acknowledged, just not in the same regard, the same a, way. As a as different a, color, or whatever. Yeah, Do it. yeah. Not in the same regards as an NBA championship, right. but it should be acknowledged in your arena. But like I was going back to, like I've, I'm happy LeBron won it because it it, it kind of validates it at the end. You know, I didn't really want to. Can I ask you? Because you actually played with LeBron, so to see him 21 years later. Mm-hmm took the same path, high school to the league like you, to see him 21 years later mm-hmm. at this level. Like you said, some people are retired 10, 15, we ain't even touching the basketball, to see him at this level with this drive. Did you expect it, one, and how crazy is it to see two? No, you, you can't expect that longevity. Like I always say this about LeBron, I was three years, it was about to be my fourth year when LeBron got to the Cavs. Uh-huh. He was way more mature than me, me being four years in the league. Day one when he came Him in. coming straight out of high school. So what I did see in him was maturity. In maturity, I seen like how hard he worked and, and what he did and so forth on. I never grew up in the weight room. I grew up in the gym. Right. And if you know anything about professional athletes, you got to do both. You just can't do gym and not do weight room because your body got to be strong enough to withstand these long seasons. Him, his maturity off the court and his maturity on the court was like, coming out of high school, I haven't seen that from nobody. You know, we still playing, we goofy, you know what I'm saying? Playing around, not taking shit as serious as others. But him, his maturity level was just crazy. So. If anybody could do it, I'd say him do it, but you can't predict 21 years and still averaging over 20-some points. It's crazy. Yeah, nobody could see, predict, 
think, hope, pray any of this shit will happen on the level that it's happening. I'm just being real. Like right. 21 years and then your 21st year, you still averaging like, 25. And- forget about averaging. Like, I mean, not forget about it because it's still amazing. But my thing is the eye test. He knows now. Well, he didn't know then, but he still he don't got the still, same athleticism. He, he has that. a similar. Yeah, he's he can still close apply that. Yeah, to be close to what he was mm-hmm. is that like I'm talking about as far, bro. We see the dunks, the windmills, the reverses, the tip dunks. The, to be able to do any of that stuff, like that's the that's the anomaly. LeBron is doing something that ain't never like on that level, bro. Like it ain't never been done. It's still be and like I'm still me. And ain't none of y'all stepped up to show me y'all could do nothing about it yet. Nope. Let, me, let me ask you this. Do you feel like his record, his scoring record will ever be broken? Nope. No. Mm-mm. I don't feel like it'll be tested. I don't think, I don't think, Mm-mm. to be honest with you, I don't think people are in love with the game enough They not. It's, to want to even like play that long at that level. Because yeah. once you get everything yeah, you could so, buy and everything, you're like, now. man, I've done it. I'm tired. Well, I'm, we're going to get to 15, I've been working 15 for, years and be I've been working billy. for 30 years of my life, man. I'm tired of this right now. Mm-hmm. For the future, So though, the drive, you know what I'm saying? Like 20 years for the future, like when they get to 15 years, they're going to be a billy. Bro, It. I, I did the math, I think, last year. <laughs> you would have to average, I think it was basically 25 points for 20 years playing 80 games or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, playing at least 80 games, yeah. Ain't no way. Because that's the other thing you got on the Ain't side. No way. I feel like the longevity And he's still of, adding to it. Yeah, he's still right adding now, to every it. Point like, is a, is a yeah. Every point is a record. No he's making the mark where I don't feel like it'll ever be touched. Nah, he's a one-on-one. Who is the young guard in the league that gets Maul excited? Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Mm. I think he got the most handles in the league right now, not named Kyrie. Shifty yeah. as hell. And he plays with no agenda. Yeah. So he's shifty as hell and still making the right play. Yeah. Like, for me, I love watching Darius Garland. Darius Garland. For sure. Yeah, I, I, no time. How you feel about one of my favorite players we watch right now is, is young Hallibert, Tyrese. Ooh, like, ooh, him like, too. And he got he to gotta pull at your heart, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. tall, point guard, he lanky. get to it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, shifty. Stupid shit. Like, the thing about him that I like is when you watch him, like, he got the – Cause SGA is like this to me. Like uh, he's, he's one of my like he's okay. like literally Garland my favorite SGA player right now. Fast. He's probably my favorite <laughs> yeah, player. Like yeah. just to flat out watch right now. But the thing about SG, both all three of these guys actually, if you want to be real, SGA, Garland, and Tyrese. Yes. Like bro, when I watch them play, this is my favorite thing to watch. Fuck what they doing, right? Look at the defender. When they be doing they shit. The defender be all over the place. Yes. Bro, two feet over there, <laughs> trying to hustle back. Three feet. I'm talking about when he, when they do that drag dribble time, like I'm talking about every move, it'd be a reaction where I moved you from here to here. Like I love watching dudes that could take a motherfucker one-on-one and then say, watch this. I'm about to do something, and he gonna move completely the fuck out of my way. For real. <laughs> and I'm talking about like I'm they, about to really they be you. moving people completely out of their way, bro. It's, that is impressive and crazy to me. Them three, and I'm gonna add Ant Man. Ant-Man. Then my guards I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I ain't add no more. Them, them three and Ant-Man, <laughs> I promise you. Ant-Man, he's like a real dog. Ain't no fake dog with him. Yeah. And they feed off of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's electric. Like, I'm like, who's this player comp? You got to combine people to be like, mm-hmm. all right, he got some of that. He got some of that. He's cold. I like Minnesota's situation because I feel like Anthony Towns is a guy that will let Ant-Man take the rims of the team right. and be great. Right. You know, you and know that was sometimes needed, you had a... Ego, I was here before you, yeah. and nah, young fella, Shaq and Kobe, nah, man, you can't pass me up. We go through me. But I feel like Anthony Town has that personality that he let Ant-Man, not really let, but he's encouraging Ant-Man to grow and be the best that he can be. And that's what that's why their team's taking off. Yeah, that's how I feel, I too. think before, it was a struggle. And maybe not, like, outwardly, but maybe internally. Like you said, he's been the man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was there with him. Jimmy Butler was all there, and yeah. he's been like the man. And now it's like, ooh, okay. Yeah. And a USA team did a good for him. Right, like, ooh, yeah. okay. I like can't, when I can't stop him no more. Like, when team he's, and show that he the man, like, he definitely the man when he come back here. Yeah, ain't no doubt. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I wanted to ask you, man, Cuden kind of picked our rookie of the year. Cuden went back four or five times, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to tell nobody. Twice. But uh, <laughs> who was your rookie of the year and who you think will win rookie of the year? I got Chet. You got Chet? I got Chet winning rookie of the year. I got Wimby actually being an all-star starter. Mm. I could see him getting enough votes to be all-star starter. But oh, I think okay. Chet wins rookie of the Easy. year. Okay. Yeah. Who who do you have winning MVP this year? If you're early pick, who would you say would win MVP this year? If Luka 
I had, before the season started, I had Joker. But if Luca can maintain they like in the top three, I think Luca wins MVP because his number is going to be undeniable. Mm -hmm. It's just about the wins. Who you got to win MVP? Yeah. I'm at Embiid again. I feel like he don't. He haven't been getting the credit that he's he deserved <laughs> this year. And I feel like it's been they they've been saying all, Harden left. They've been saying all how good the role players is, how good Nick Nurse is, how great Maxi is becoming. But ain't nobody saying the reason that they're winning games and what they're doing is because Embiid is healthy. He's come out every night. He's averaging thirty a night. He is. And I feel like they don't at the MVP. They really ain't giving them his. But they didn't want to give him the, the one before that. Yeah. So I don't think he'll win it. I think, I think Luca will win this one. I or, got Greek Freak. I think Tatum might be in the mix too, depending on how Boston shake out. Mm, okay. Tatum absolutely gonna be in the mix, but for whatever reason, I don't know why. Unless Baby J go average like thirty five and they number one overall, like they not gonna fuck with him. You don't think so? I don't know why. I want him to. I yeah, want him should. to win it, but I just think. I think yeah, I think it's hard for even though I want him to win it more than anybody. Uh, right. I just think it's hard for him to win it in Boston for some strange reason. Last time we was here, we asked you about if you had to put a team together of your teammates, who would you put together? So you kind of put together a team of like just the guys you like and yeah, young ma. If answers. you're playing against everybody and you that I, that out of all the teammates, with, yeah, teammates this is taking friendships and, and stuff, put yeah. it aside, and I'm just going to get all the killers that I could get, the to baddest win, dudes I ever to never with. To, to go against anybody out of your teammates, who are the four other players that you will play with to make your ultimate team? To without, be dominant. Without worried about offending nobody. Okay, can I, know ask, that's can your I big ask this word. one question? Sure. Is it this person in their prime everybody or this person? Everybody in their prime. It don't matter when you play with them, but you picking them and they in their oh, prime. Oh, yeah. oh, That makes it easier. So any of your teammates that you ever played with? Grant Hill. Okay. Okay. Penny. Okay. okay. You got to put a five, though, because there's other fives out there that's, that's You're going like to be in crazy. the bracket, and there's some crazy fives out there. Yeah. I'm putting LaMarcus at the five. LaMarcus Aldridge. at the five? Yeah, okay. LaMarcus okay. Aldridge. Got Penny, G Hill, you the two, or you the one? Whichever. I'm just watching. Can I just pick three other players? No, nah, you got to pick four. You got to pick four. four. You're right, part of the team. I'm a two there. Me and Penny in the backcourt. Grant. At the three. Aldridge at the four or five. At the, I got to put him at the five so I can put. It's either Scottie Pippen or Paul Pierce. Mm. When he played with Paul Pierce? Clippers. Yeah. Damn, I missed Paul I, I didn't miss it, but that's like. See the Scotty Pippen or right Paul there. Pierce. Mm. Okay. Hold on. Y'all, y'all acting like y'all know the like there was somebody I'm missing. No, I didn't say that. I just was surprised that you played with Paul Pierce. That, that well, was you, you had a lot of teammates. And then <laughs> yeah. you trying to make the ultimate team. Yeah. I can I can see that. Penny Grant. Penny Grant, you. Paul, Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm trying to think of other players you play with. He got Scottie a sneaky Suns type team. Yeah. If you just look at all those guys where they will fall all time, I think those guys rank the highest. And then you could throw like Stephon Marbury. So I know you see a high, lot of highlights, and I know a lot of people send you highlights. What's the one favorite move that you did that always stick out to you? But you got a bunch of them. You throw them off the backboard. You behind the back like I'm gonna say to pass to Blake and the reason why is because you know after Labor Day we all get together in September mm -hmm. we talked about it then and we walked on the court I'm like if I throw it through my legs could you catch it and dunk it he's like yeah boom we never practiced it we never talked about it again it's March fast forward six months later I look back at him I said this is the moment I know I could do my part yeah. I'm like, if he catch it, coach can't get mad at me because, you know, he touched the ball. It ain't my fault no more. Yeah. I did it when I threw him, like, just catch it. And he caught it and he windmilled oh, it. And we went to a timeout. If you watch it they, on NBA.com, they have, like, six different angles. And when you watch it, the last one, he touched his chest and grabbed, like, I can't believe you did that. Because we, we talked about it six months ago. Yeah. And I looked at him like, I can't believe you just did that. Like, you weren't supposed to windmill it. That <laughs> was the, yeah, you supposed to just dunk it. <laughs> yeah. So, to me, that was, like, the craziest play because I had that play in my head ever since I was eight years old. It's been in my head I was going to do it at some point. I'm going to do it in college. I'm going to do it in high school. At some point, I'm going to do it. And I did it with Blake. It was yeah, the perfect nah, time. I could say, man, you, you you definitely had the guts to, to try a lot of stuff in the league. Crazy Off stuff, the backboard. Back. Yeah, yeah looking like, back, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You definitely go down history of that. 
this missed the one-on-one. Like, who was somebody that you had the like your best one-on-ones battles with in practice when you played? Because I already know he was one of them dudes that get through a practice and he want to play one-on-one. It's two that stand out. Man, it's three. Jimmy Butler played one-on-one every day in Minnesota after practice, no matter where he was. CP, same thing, every day after practice. And the last one was D-Book. And this is before D-Book went to the playoffs. Mm. So I knew he was a dog. And I'm going to tell y'all a story I never told. We played one-on-one one day. I'm like, man, so what? You just... Don't nobody care. You average 25. We got 10 wins. Don't nobody. This is late in the season. Nobody care about that. And Josh Jackson, who was there, was like, yo, what'd you say to Book today? And I told him, he was like, man, because they rode together every day to, to, to the airport. He's like, man, that crushed him. Like, he's still talking about that. And to me, I said to myself, I said, oh, he's a winner. That bothered him. He's averaging 25 points. And what I said in the one-on-one is bothering him right now. Mm-hmm. I said, I know when he gets to that level in the playoffs, he's going to kill because he's built for that. It means something to him. Yeah. He's got to get the right group around him. Yeah. And when that happened, to see him take off in the playoffs, I text him, like, I told you he was going to kill. I was not surprised. I saw it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. That was years in advance. Like, yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I love his mentality, man. He's a dog. You don't, you don't get too many dog. guys like him no more. You know, he's like an yeah. old school breed. Yeah, he's old, so and I and I gotta give him a shout out because, like I said, he changed my son's life, basketball life, and the way he approaches nah, the game. That was super after dope. You remember that. my comment on that? Pep, like when I saw him doing the drill, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, cause we people can't even fathom like what that did to to, to JJ. Oh. Like being around, like, cause you know what I'm saying. Like as kids, we had fucking give our left arm. Bro, like, I didn't even meet a Division meet one Michael player until I was in Scottie high school. Or something. Like, to be, you, know like, you get to go shoot and say you worked out with D-Book or They did whoever. a real like, hour and a half what? workout, too. Like, like bro, mm. I'm out of here. And then Book took it a step further when he did his shoe uh, release, like, on social. He put JJ in the commercial. I remember oh, that. Shoe. I'm that's like, dope. this is wild. Yeah. That's it was dope. dope. It took him to Drake book, concert man. at night, too. I didn't even uh, say that part. He took him to Drake concert at night. Oh, see, that's, oh, that's what's yeah. up. Got some behind yeah, shout out DTS book. at it's the my Drake D-Book. Elaborate on those three dudes, man. Those are three different type of killers. So what was the intrigue with them three? They all killers, and they all love the game like I do. Mm-hmm. So it was like practice over. Everybody trying to rush out like, nah, we, we getting better. Still sharp and still. So with, like, Jimmy, it was always, like, post-footwork. The same pace he plays with in the playoffs is how he plays. Mm-hmm. But his footwork is impeccable. Like, he could do reverse pivots, pivot out of that, up fake, up fake, up mm-hmm. fake, spin out of it like the code. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he got that arsenal in his game. With Book, it was more so his footwork, but his shot making. He can make tough shots, off balance, off fading, floating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was just, like, gift. he's a gifted scorer. So, with him and his mentality – the tougher the shot, the better he is. Yeah. So with him, it was like a different level of shot making. And then CP's just a dog. He's gritty, grimy. He'll do whatever it takes to win. Like, <laughs> that's just him. Yeah. He gonna foul, he gonna, but he's so competitive. I remember we used to shoot, after the one-on-ones, we would shoot like five, four, three, two, one. You gotta make five in a row you spot, four in a row you spot, three in a row you spot. Uh-huh. And other people would start the drill with us and then they would tap out J.J. Reddick, Paul Pierce, say, like, man, we ain't sitting here for two hours doing this. Me and him are sitting there until somebody finishes. You know what I'm saying? So just the competitiveness, our bond through basketball is deep. So mm-hmm. they were all different but all needed, and I think that's what the best do. Is there any non-active players right now can beat you one-on-one? Non-active players? Non-active players. There's some players who can't beat me one-on-one. Oh, Hey, you heard that shit? Yeah, tell Some him. motherfucking active yeah. players that can't beat him right now, one on one. Yeah, that's Line it up, king of the hill. <laughs> that's why I don't understand what Gilly talking about. Like, one on one? Let me just revisit this, Gilly. <laughs> Literally, I'm being literal here. I'm not capping, I'm not trying to put duds on it. Like, we could go throughout the entire history of the NBA. And this is one of the worst dudes you could pick to play in a fucking one-on-one yeah, ever. Ever. Not, in not the one-on-one. In the history of the basketball life. Now, ever. If we have a rap battle or something, he going to get me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but not no one-on-one like, in basketball. What? It ain't You're happening. talking about It ain't what? happening. You are not talking to this man about one-on-one. Yeah. It, it is not. Shout out to Gillian Wallow, man. They do their thing. They definitely love what they doing for the culture for the and everything culture. else. But like when he's and started, we love what y'all doing for the culture, too, for real. Like, oh, this man. is dope. Bro. I watch it. Every 
episode I can. Oh man, appreciate it. Absolutely. You becoming, you know, your own media mogul and a monster in the media Stop. game. You got a presence and everything. I'm from your now. family tree, dog. Hey, listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen. Like, who some of the guys or women that you look up to in the media space that you think is doing a good job? That's like, you know, some of the top people doing it. I think y'all. And I'm not just saying it because you're here. I think y'all. That's why I call you or text you about stuff. Like, yo, what you think? Mm-hmm. I think y'all. I think Matt and Stack are doing their thing for sure. I'm loving seeing Cam and Mace in the space, to be honest with <laughs> yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Those like, I'm are fucking hilarious. They're hilarious, bro. Shout so I'm loving Cam seeing Shout out to Cam and Mace. And I like what Cam said. He was like, nah, I don't give a fuck what y'all think. I'm trying to do something that I like to do. Like, yeah. y'all should try it too. Yeah. Stop hating on me. Like, stop. And he come from a different space. Like, yeah. we was athletes. You know what I'm saying? And he was an athlete, but he come from the rap world. Like, mm-hmm. it's different. It's a different mentality. So I'm not mad at him at all. And then, uh, who else is out there that's really like dope? I'm like they're doing a dope job. Ryan Clark, I think Ryan Clark is dope too. Yeah, him mm-hmm. and Swagoo, Swagoo, my guy. I like Swagoo, yeah. big market spirit. But I like, I definitely think Ryan Clark killing. He killing it, doing his thing. Them my favorite dudes to watch up For on sure. ESPN. They key. I feel like they like us. You know they what I'm saying? Like, they like, yeah. they like, they like we are. They like, you know what I'm saying? They obviously they football players, but like we all one in the same. They, I feel like they champion they brothers, the the fraternity. I'm like a Lou Will in the space. I'm seeing him now. New to thing. the space, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou space. I like seeing Lou. I'm starting to see him talk. I more, actually man. went on their show. I did their show. Yep. Yeah. Jeff Teague, hilarious. They just coming to me now, but yeah. I'm loving <laughs> seeing Lou in the space. Yeah, man. for Shout sure. Lou Will. Six guys. Six guys. Lou Will, for sure. Underground goat. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, that's a wrap, man. We got the repeat offender. We got yeah. family in the building, man. Yeah, yeah. Young Maul, this is what we do. No telling when he'll be back, but right now, you know, he being a big media mogul, but y'all got to show love. Check it out. We got big Young Maul in the building. My guy. Both of them. Appreciate y'all. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. theplayerstribute.com.